What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this, this is the NWA, a podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time. I'm talking about the National Wrestling Alliance, and today is going to be part one of our latest Circle Squared entry for interviews. And in this one, we're going to be talking about one of the competitors you saw on episode three of the Circle Squared, I believe it was. And uh, in that one, you saw the first two female competitors in the Circle Squared ring. And uh, in this case, we're going to be talking to one of those opponents, that being Freya the Slayer. All the way from Alaska, Freya was very kind and uh, generous enough with her time to talk with us and let us get to know a little bit more about her. If you like what you hear, as always, you can let the NWA know they're looking for your feedback. Freya has a very interesting story being in a place where she has to work very hard to get the training that she needs. And as you'll hear in the interview, she is going to be going out of her way to make sure she becomes even better. So hopefully you liked what you saw in the Circle Square. And hopefully you'll like her even more after you hear this interview. Before we get to that interview, though, I just wanted to take a minute to say we appreciate all of you very, very much. We hope you guys are doing well out there. I know things are a little weird. Crockett Cup has been canceled or postponed, at least. And uh, we're, we're all in this together. We're figuring it out. And I know you hear that all the time, too. But just just know that, that we're here for you. If you ever have anything you want to talk about wrestling-wise, we want to be an entertainment source for you to help us all get through this thing. So uh, we thank you for listening, and uh, thank you for being part of this NWA community we're all a part of. We love you guys, and uh, we hope you're keeping safe out there during this apocalypse or whatever you want to call it. But seriously, it's a, I know it's a kind of a scary time, so we just wanted to say thanks for uh, letting us be part of your lives so that uh, maybe if we can help you at all get through this we we are happy to help you out and we're going to be working on stuff uh, as much as we can uh, more and more content's coming out we're going to be here for you don't worry all right uh so just remember uh if you ever want to talk i am at this is gary horn my buddy and co-host at the uh, live show is at this is rotella and as always the podcast which is for everything is at the nwa pod on all the platforms even tiktok now so if you've got tiktok go check that out my boy adam is putting out content and i've been trying to brainstorm some ideas for that so i think we're gonna have some cool stuff coming out there as well all right enough talk for me let us know what you think about this interview but now here's freya the slayer So I am hitting record and I am hitting, I'm, I'm sitting here with Freya, the Slayer. Freya, Freya, thank you again uh, for doing this. It is cool to have you, especially right off of uh, the Circle Squared. Hi, I'm going. I just have to, you know, confirm and introduce myself again. Make sure I know my own name. Freya oh, man. <laughs> so you knew, you knew that that was going to come up. Uh, oh. How did that feel? 
like when you when you watch it back and um you see that and you get Allison and Eli that's like the first thing they both go to um I didn't realize until we were just going out that they wanted us to introduce ourselves so in my head I had this line this closing line to say my name but I mean of course you know I was like okay you start with your name and end with it you know what I mean like I had come up with this quick line in my head to close with my name and then Time got cut, and I was like, "Oh, well, there that was." Did you notice? You know? it, did you notice it like right then, like when you were at the podium? Did you think about it then? Oh yeah, I don't know if you heard me. Uh, if you see me turn, um, I'm like, "Wait, can I say one more thing?" And then the music was just going, and I was like, "Oh wow, okay, that was too late. Should have said it at the beginning." Now I will never make that mistake again. Nice. Well, hey, hey, that's that's all you can do is learn from it. And I mean, in the scheme of things, at least your name for everybody at home was at the bottom of the screen, so you weren't completely out in the out in the cold, so to speak. So that's all right. Did they they give you any prep? Like what? So what was it like walking in there? I mean, as far as like, what did they tell you, or did they give you a chance to know Danny beforehand? Her and I got to chat a bit throughout the day. Um, I think they really wanted it to be a cold tryout as much as possible. So they didn't really give us much. And when I got there, we kind of assumed that they would give us a little more feedback or tell us what direction they wanted. And they were basically just like, all right, to the amount of time you've got, this is a tryout. So that's all we're going to give you. That's got to be pretty nerve wracking, I'd imagine. Oh my goodness, yes. And I mean, I think you can tell my nerves definitely got the better of me it wasn't a situation the opportunity to work in an NWA ring it wasn't something that I took lightly at all I understand that that's an opportunity that so many wrestlers never get in their life and I really respect that whole legacy and my nerves really really did get to me have you have you been a wrestling fan your whole life um I've been an athlete my whole life I played college basketball and just have always been, you know, really active. And so I got into wrestling a little bit later in life, but was instantly drawn to it for the storytelling, for the athleticism, and really the, the rush that you get walking into the ring. I love that feeling. I don't think you could replicate that in many different avenues. Like just that huge feeling of, oh my God, this is it. I got to do it. You know, it's one of those things where it really is, you only get one take. You only get one shot. And so I just love that about wrestling, the the risk that's involved with it. What made you go from being, you know, you were in basketball and, and you were athletic, like you said, but what, where did wrestling come from? Like, how did you decide, oh, that's a thing that I'm going to do now? Um, I stumbled on a women's wrestling event posters for it honestly and I started looking it up online and researching it and was like oh yes yes that is what that is what I want to do and so I started training um I train at the 907 Pro Wrestling Academy in Anchorage Alaska and instantly I was drawn in and so I feel like I've been on wrestling overload for quite a while now, you know, making sure I catch up and know the full history of wrestling because I casually watched when I was young, but now it's just really been digging into it and making sure that I'm a student of wrestling 
and can know as much about it as possible. So 907 Wrestling Academy, is this the place that you travel to, like six hours, like you mentioned in your, your uh, video package they did? Yes, actually, funny story. I'm in Anchorage right now. Um, last time I drove, so that, we filmed that quite a few months ago, actually, almost four months ago at this point. I had driven after that to training and ended up in a ditch. Highways in Alaska are not highways. It's two-lane road with cliffs on either side that are very poorly maintained. Dark moose will run out in front of you. And so I got stuck in a ditch this winter and was like, okay, noted. Not going to make that drive until it warms up. Um, so luckily I got to fly down. But I'm here this weekend for training. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I know when we first started talking, you said you had to take a flight. And so uh, how, how often do you get to go there? Um, it really just depends. Try to go at least every month. But I mean, sometimes more, sometimes less. When I am here, you know, it's like, okay, every day, all day. Like I will probably head there right after this interview and be there until the evening. And so really making the most of the time that I've got on here. Is is that like legitimately in, in Alaska? Is that the... That's like the nearest school for you? Are there other schools around there or anything? Oh, no, that's, that's definitely the closest. Wow. And that's about, um, that's over 300 miles from where I live. And that's by far the closest. I think the next closest would be over 1,000 miles away. That's crazy to me that like you stumbled into this thing and you're like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. And then you got so much passion for it that you are traveling this far sometimes more than once a month whatever time frame that's a lot that's not something you know what i mean like where 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 do you think that comes from that you just decided like oh no i'm definitely this is the the thing i'm gonna do um that's how i I don't know i just feel like you have to live life that way if you're going to half-ass something why do it i wouldn't want to waste other people's time or my time if i wasn't fully passionate and believed in something I only got the call offering me to go have the tryout on the Circle Squared about two weeks before it happened. And I was like, yep, all right, job, I'm going. And I had worked a show in Seattle, well, no, in Washington the day before, flew all night, didn't sleep, got there first thing in the morning and was like, all right, ready to go. Did you do like a video presentation or something to audition or like how, how did how did you end up there? I actually did not. I was contacted on Instagram by Billy Corgan just asking me about myself. I think he liked my look and liked that I seemed tall. And, of course, my first instinct is there's no way that is who's messaging me right now. I'm clearly being catfish. <laughs> um, and so, I, you know, I check out the profile and I was like, no, that's, that's real. And, you know, you, you talk to him and you're like, wow, that was even just that. Like, that's pretty cool. And then months later, when I got the call from Vizagana, I was like, wow, that, that could really happen. That is an opportunity. And so it was one of those things where I feel like, oh, was I ready? Are you ever ready for that situation? But if you're not willing to take a risk and put yourself into a situation that honestly terrifies you, you'll never know. And you just have to try. Otherwise, you're going to stay exactly where you are. That's uh, that's great advice. No, absolutely, and it's it's taken me too long to even come to that realization. So that's that's awesome to hear someone else say it. So how how do you think Billy found you? Because I I was looking for you, uh, just you know while I was thinking about uh, getting to interview you, you know, and there's 
Obviously, there's matches and stuff on YouTube, but I don't think that I had seen your name before. I, w- I was actually in Atlanta for the tapings and everything. So, I mean, that was like the first time I'd ever seen you, I think. I truly have no clue. I did not ask. Okay. It was one of those, all right, I'm not going to question it. If if this opportunity found me somehow, I'm going to grab it. I really, truly believe in this philosophy. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called pranoia. It's the opposite of being paranoid. It's really believing instead of, you know, thinking that the whole world's out to get you. It's believing that the universe, it's working on your behalf and that things are happening and in your path to really benefit you if you take them that way. And so I really try to believe like, okay, this is here. I'm going to do it. Oh my God. I love that. I don't know what that is. You said pranoia? Yeah, pranoia instead of paranoia. Okay. I'm going to look this up after this. Yeah, it's just it's just killer to me to think about. Billy Corgan has a lot of fans out in the world and uh, would love to talk to him. And then here he is sliding into your DMs out of nowhere. So are you six foot one? Did I read that right? Yes, I am. So obviously basketball would be a good choice for you. Which is so funny because where I played basketball was a really big Dutch area in the Midwest. And I was one of the shortest people on the basketball team I played on. The college I went to, you would regularly see girls walking around who were six five, and I always, in the basketball world, am short. That's <laughs> like, crazy. working really hard from the bottom, like, man, I've really got to be extra aggressive because I'm so much smaller than everyone. And in wrestling, people are like, no, you're very, very tall. And I'm like, no, I'm really not that tall. They're like, no, for wrestling, you're tall. And that's been so funny to change that mindset because I'm so used to not being the tallest at all. Well, and then especially you're out there on the circle square against Danny, who looked like she was like at, at best five feet tall or something. Where does Freya the Slaya come from? Like what what brought that on? Uh, obviously, I've seen on your Instagram you do like a lot of Queen of the North stuff, which I like. The look with the crown that you have sometimes and all of that. That's that's kind of a cool that's, that's it's a cool concept. Like where did, where does that all stem from? Part of that, it's funny, people are like, oh my gosh, that's such a great gimmick. And I'm like, I, I mean, I was born in Alaska, and being Alaskan and from the North is really just part of my life. Like, I posted a video a few weeks ago of me snowshoeing, and they were like, oh my God, that's such a great video. That's so funny. And I was like, no, I really just go snowshoeing. Like, it wasn't if it's a gimmick. That's just something I do pretty regularly. And so part of it was just looking at, okay, what makes me unique? And I was like, wow, you know, one day I thought about it and I was like, am I the most northern wrestler in the United States? I bet I am. And I did a bunch of research and I was like, oh, my gosh, I really do think I'm the most northern wrestler in the U.S. And I think even North America, there's um, a fed in northern Canada that some people are trying to start. And I don't believe they've started training yet. So then they might beat me out for North America. But I was like, "Okay, that, you know, that in and of itself is something unique. And so I'm just going to take that and run with it. And then being taller than everyone in wrestling, I found I was like, okay, I think this persona will really fit, you know, me and who I am and really just what I do in my life on a daily basis. That makes perfect sense to, yeah, run with with what makes you stand out. Now that I'm thinking about it, like Allison Kay, I remember when she was women's champion, she traveled up there. Did you see her at all, or do you know Allison? It's funny. I I met her when she was in Alaska. Said WrestlePro, I'm working their next show in May, and I was there 
helping out on that show. And so I met her and I was like, hi, nice to meet you. You know, by the way, I'll see you in a couple weeks. And so that was my first time meeting her there. Oh, wow. So you already knew at that point that you were going to be on, on Circle Squared. I believe I had just found, actually I had like the day before, but the day before I met her, I found out, which was also like, what are the chances that the NWA women's champion at the time was going to be in Alaska right by me the day before I find out, you know what I mean? And so I just feel like, okay, if all these things are just adding up and in my past, it must, it must be meant to be. I'm starting to buy in this, into this theory of yours. This makes perfect sense now. I was going to connect it like I thought maybe, oh, maybe Allison told Billy about you. But no, it's just you just randomly have this luck. Yeah, I really do think it's like even though it was like, okay, this is one of the scariest things I could do. I feel like the universe is conspiring for me. Like if I'm willing to take it and just try and be willing to fail and be willing to put myself out there, I can't go wrong. How did it feel watching this thing back? Were you are you like pretty self critical like when you see yourself uh, like if we talk about just the the entering portion of it or whatever? What were you, what was going through your head when you were watching the match? Oh, I'm extremely critical of myself. Looking at it, I'm like, wow, you can really see my nerves, and I'm like, I never do that. Why, you know, just little things. I was like, oh man, that really did get the better of me that day. But like also spinning it back I'm like okay you know what though when I have an opportunity like this again I will be better I am not happy with how I performed and it you know I'm like I do so much better than this on a regular basis of course this had to be the match that tons of people are seeing it was so funny I was talking to my mom about it and I was like you know I I wish I would have done better and she's like well at least you know I bet not that many people will see it and I was like mom 40,000 people have already seen it and it aired yesterday and she went, oh, well, <laughs> never mind. And I was like, yeah, but you know what? I, I guess I got it out of the way. Tell your mom to stay off the comment section because they're always doofuses. Now, I don't know if anybody said anything negative or positive about you. I don't look at them myself. I'm just, you know, word of advice. Oh, yes. Oh, I mean, I stumbled on a few and I was like, ooh, wow. I, Danny and I were actually chatting the other day and I was like, you know, avoid the comments, but if you need more Mean Girl stuff, this is prime. Prime place to find <laughs> the Mean Girl line. Yeah, so for some reason, in the YouTube comment section, it can be like a cesspool of like just the meanest, like hardest hitting stuff. Just I, I have no idea why. Just people get real brave in the comments. Like I said, I, I had not seen anything for you guys at all. I just, uh, I do not look. And I, and as much as we try to do stuff with the NWA, we don't even venture in there like live during the show. You know, we just do our own thing. Mm -hmm. Our audience is generally pretty positive. So we, we, I kind of like to swing that way if I can help it. How did it feel like as far as those speaking of like people uh, judging you, like you had Eli Drake, uh, tag team champion, one half of it, and you had Allison Kay, the former women's champion we've talked about. Both of them are watching your match. Uh, that's a little different than the first Circle Squared episode, if I'm not mistaken. I, I thought this was a yeah. cool concept. No, that I liked. I mean, that's the kind of feedback that I appreciate, you know, constructive feedback that you can take and use. That, I feel, is in a completely different vein, you know, than your typical YouTube comment. I will take constructive criticism any day of the week, harsh or not. Um, I think that comes from being an athlete, you know, just being very used to coaches saying, no, that was completely wrong. Don't do that. You know, 
And so that I love. I love people giving me feedback. That part of it, I really did appreciate. Yeah, it makes sense, like, hearing it from them. I looked at it, like, almost like the American Idol thing with, like, people actually from the industry, like, giving their opinions on it. And and they were generally... Uh, pretty nice about you guys. I mean, obviously, you know, the thing we mentioned about the name, both of them jumped right on that. You know, I saw Eli say something about like, uh, when you're on somebody, stay on them. And I don't know who he was talking to there, if that was you or Danny, uh, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, I'm pretty sure at that point he was referring to me and I agreed completely. I was like, you're right. I should have jumped on that, you know, a couple seconds earlier. So I, I really did agree with all of their feedback. Yeah, Allison mentioned, um, you know, though that she didn't expect you to be the underdog in the match, so it was kind of interesting, like, it's not the way that you would have expected it to go. Was that something you thought about? Yeah, it's funny. In wrestling, historically, you know, the bigger person has always been the aggressor, and I never get booked that way. I don't know what it is. You know, my tri- my coach... He's always like, okay, so we're going to work on this. And I'm like, ah, I'm booked the other way again. And he's like, really? Wow. Okay. I just wouldn't expect that. And so it's been really funny. Um, I don't know what that is. Maybe, I, I don't know if I have a likable face or something, but that, that is, has been different because I am often booked as more the underdog, despite being like a foot taller than the people that I'm working. Yeah. It's like you get uh bullied around a little bit or something maybe yeah maybe people like to see you make that comeback I don't know when you go into the circle squared I'm just curious how this all works does did you guys get to work with someone in the back like I know like people like Crimson and supposedly Trevor Murdoch and uh I don't know I've heard Allison K maybe does it sometimes like coaches people there did did you guys get any uh feedback like that actually in the arena um no we didn't I mean we yes and no I believe when our the day we did our match, it was the third or fourth day they had been filming. So everyone was pretty exhausted. Allison Cage definitely went out of her way to help us out and give us some advice. But she was also busy, you know. She had multiple matches and vignettes and all of different things to film. And the producers were specifically like, we don't want to tell you what we want. We just want to see what you come up with. And so a handful of people in passing were like, okay, what are you doing? Okay, great. You should try this. You know, and so we were taking lots and lots of feedback, mostly Allison's, but a lot of it was just like, okay, go. Well, I mean, on one hand, that seems like super intimidating. And then on the other hand, it's like kind of cool to like, you get to say like, all right, I think this is where I'm good and I'm going to run with it, I guess. Freya, I was looking at stuff about you and is, are you a teacher? I am. That's crazy. So you uh, just like Tim Storm, like you've got the the teaching thing going on for you. People seem to love that yes, with him. I, yeah, I've taught middle school for the past seven years, I believe, about six or seven years. Um, I teach at a Native Alaskan Indigenous Charter School in Fairbanks, Alaska. That's really cool. So was uh, teaching another thing like you always just wanted to do? No, not at all. Um <laughs> I started in journalism, and that's what I went to college for, and I did that and lived in Michigan for a while, and then was like, man, this is not for me. Time to completely change my career. So I went back to college in Alaska and got my master's in education. God bless you, Freya, for doing the teaching thing, because that that job is super underappreciated, I think. I think that's why people uh, get behind Tim Storm so much, too. They just like this idea of this guy that's 
busting his butt like during the day as a teacher and then trying to get out there and you know make his life in wrestling as well and i definitely it's a job that i enjoy i don't think anyone would do it if they didn't like it i'm actually taking a year leave next year well at least a year leave because i feel like right now i need to i need to really put myself out there in wrestling and be able to do it more full-time one being in alaska is challenging just because you know like you said no one knows who i am and I normally fly myself to lower 48. If people are willing to book me in a situation that I think will benefit me, I'm like, yep, I'll fly myself there. And that, A, adds up, and B, it's difficult to take time off work, especially if you are teaching. And so next year I will not be teaching. I'm just really going to focus on wrestling as much as I possibly can. You've stepped in it now. Like People are going to start knowing who you are. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you've already even seen uh, an increase in that. I mean, I I sought you out immediately. Hopefully, the NWA exposure will give you a chance. And luckily, the internet, the way it is, I mean, this is kind of how we're building our thing here too. Is is it opens you up to a lot of opportunities if you put out that content. And uh, I think people would be interested to see your journey, like uh, as far as going from the teaching world and just to going all in for a year or whatever that. That would be uh, kind of interesting. So you should definitely videotape that. That's a good point. I did not think of that. My students are convinced, though, that I should change my wrestling name and that I should be the teachinator because you're going to get schooled. There's a part of me that thinks that that is super clever, but it's like my dad joke side of me. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if yeah. I would run with that or not. I think I, 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 I'm going with what I'm doing, but I appreciated the feedback. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Are they, are they like, did they all watch the Circle Square? Do you know, or were, are they into your wrestling stuff? I I don't actively have them seek it out. Um, a lot of the shows I do are at bars, you know, and so not something I would send to middle schoolers. But occasionally, they're like, "All right, if we're really good, can we just watch one clip of you body slamming someone?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah." We could do that quick. And they love that. Um, and a few times they're like, we found your Instagram. We watched a video of you. Like, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, I know some of them are going to be traveling to Anchorage to watch me at the WrestlePro show in May. That's cool. So that feels like that's a pretty big one for you. That will be um, one of the bigger shows. I mean, in Alaska, with you know, there's only 600,000 people in this whole state. 300,000 of those being in Anchorage wrestling shows here are just not very big and so when you've got a show with half you know a good chunk of the AW roster coming up you're like wow that that's definitely you know special for Alaska because a lot of entertainment doesn't come here in the first place excuse me so entertainment that's current and very popular is is going to be a big deal and people here are very excited about it so you told a story on the uh, video too about you had to buy your own ring um, because of the travel that you have to do to even go train. Is that true? You you bought a ring and put it up at your house. I do own a ring. Um, it's been it's a challenge to put it up just because we have so much winter. But I found a worker randomly, like like we've been talking. Wrestling has really just fallen into my lap in a way where I feel like I would be stupid not to pursue it, even if I didn't have the passion for it that I do. But right when I got into wrestling and started training, a person who had moved to the city I lived in, who'd been working in the War 48, 
for the past 10, 15 years appeared in my life. And it was like, oh, wait, someone who lives in my city, a wrestler who I could work with and, you know, train with and at least, you know, run, run the ropes and practice roles and things like that. And so being able to train at the school and do, you know, full normal training, but then also have time closer to my house when I can't make that travel to be able to keep working in the ring. I want to, I won't keep you too much longer for you, but I do have a couple of quick questions and uh, I'm just going to give you like some easy lightning ones. Like who in the NWA, if you get to go back, who are you most interested in to like maybe do something with as far as working together? I mean, Freya, the goddess is known as the goddess of the hunt, right? right? And if you're not going after the biggest prey, who are you? And so it would have to be Thunderosa. If they ever gave me the opportunity again, of course you're going to say the champion because you're going to look and see the biggest, the baddest woman in the company right now. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think that that matchup would be outstanding. Who who would you say, like, since you're getting in and you're, like, deep diving into wrestling, who are you looking at most? Like, who, who are some of the wrestlers that you find, like, that speak to you the most, I guess? Well, I mean, at this point, I've been watching wrestling for quite a few years now. I mean, I've, I've been fully training for about three years, but I've been watching a lot of wrestling for the past five or so. Uh, oh man, five or six at this point. But the people that I was instantly drawn to were some of the Japanese female wrestlers. Like Bull Nakano was instantly one of my favorites. Um, Jaguar Yokota, Jump Matsumoto. I just have loved watching women's wrestling and then watching Asia Kong and Awesome Kong work in Japan as well. That was the first thing that I was like, wow, that, I love that. And so I've spent a lot of time watching wrestling and it's so hilarious the sounds coming out of my house my neighbors must really love it because it just it sounds hilarious if you wouldn't know what i was watching <laughs> god you know maureen who is with the nwa she is all about some bull i i she loves her too i don't i've got to i've got to check her out more you know i know who she is but i think it's like mostly stuff i've seen her do in the states but i know that she's huge everywhere else too all right freya i was going to ask you about the the ring thing earlier i, I was going to say you mentioned uh since it's been colder I, I, that was going to be my next question i i got i got sidetracked but the uh i was thinking like what is it like in a ring in the cold and i know you guys do some outside uh stuff because i saw some video of you doing like you you had a video of uh or there was a video of you wrestling in like a tag match and it was like a a smaller ring there was like no curtain around it at all like it you could just see right under the ring and it looked like it had no give and it was like outdoors the, the, i feel like the cold would like ruin you like if you get slammed down on that or anything mm, um any any video that you saw those were all i mean in alaska people don't realize we get extreme heat and extreme cold for example the city i live in it has the biggest temperature extremes in any city in the world. And so this winter, it got, I mean, it was negative 40 quite a bit this winter, more than I would have liked. And in my lifetime, I've seen negative 50, negative 60. But in the summer, it also gets into the 90s. And so in the summer, it's gorgeous. And anytime that we're working an outdoor summer show, it's 
probably great outside. They don't they don't make you have like the uh, extreme cold match uh, outside. In no, the, um... but I, no, no, I did have the ring set up one year a little later just to see how far I could push it, and it hit about zero, and I was I was done. It was too cold. <laughs> All right, so Freya, the only other thing I wanted to mention to you is uh, you don't need my notes because you're already doing this thing, but you should definitely document this journey on your Instagram uh, next year when you are not teaching. You got to do that because one of the things I think you're doing that's really awesome is you're talking about these things that just like show up in your life. It's funny to hear you talk about that you're going to try to go into the lower 48 and... uh, and do all of this. One of the biggest things when I was at the tapings this last time, I was actually talking to, uh, I don't think he would care about me sharing this. Uh, it's David Marquez. And, um, uh, you know, he does championship wrestling from Hollywood. He was saying that like one of his biggest frustrations, uh, I forget how this even came up, but we were just talking about it. Like that some people would not go where they needed to go. That like they get the bug in their head but they also don't want to go anywhere else. And they don't want to travel around where they need to go, where they need to get experience from other people and uh, pick up the, the trade a little bit more and more. It's cool to like you being, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, a rookie, that you're already like on top of that. Like you've already had this opportunity with NWA and you're already like, you know, bringing yourself out to, to learn more and more. That's a, that's a passion not a lot of people have or a drive not a lot of people have. Agreed. For me, I thought about it, and I I could continue training in Alaska and become a good wrestler here, and that, that could be cool. You know, many people have done that, but I want more than that. I really, I don't have one big end goal. It's just lots of little goals. Honestly, the NWA was like a, a dream far away goal, even just stepping foot in that ring, but just kind of seeing what can I do. Like I've already done more in wrestling than I ever thought possible when I started. I've already had more opportunities than I than I thought I would. You know, when you're first starting, you're like, okay, we'll kind of see how this goes. And so right now, I'm willing. I'm willing to go. My next dream is like, okay, someone invite me to Japan. I'm ready to go. As soon as someone tells me, I will buy the plane ticket. And so I, I agree. I I mean, just being a novice, like you said, being very green, I'm willing to put myself out there and do whatever it takes and go wherever it takes. And hopefully opportunities keep appearing in front of me because not many people are given things in life. You have to take it. You have to make your own way. And if a sliver of an opportunity shows up, you just have to grab it and see where it's going to go. Otherwise, you know, I was really torn whether or not I should do the NWA. I was like, if I don't, I would regret it. I would regret not knowing what could happen. Even if I do wish I had performed, you know, to the best of my abilities, you know, not let the nerves get to me. I knew in my head I would always regret not trying it. If I get the call today, the call might not be there tomorrow. So if that means I need to take off work and buy buy a plane ticket and fly all night, that's what I've got to do. And uh, and hopefully you do get the call from them again. And this is a perfect opportunity. That's exactly why we wanted to do this interview with you and, and talk to you is just to get people out there another chance to hear who you are and, and what you're about. I think I think people would, would love to see more Freya the Slayer. Tell everybody where they can find you, though, if they want to follow along with uh, what's going on with you. You can follow me on Instagram, Freya.the.slayer. 
also on Twitter, also on Facebook, um, easy to find. I've, like you said, social media is such a big deal in being from Alaska. People weren't just going to stumble on me unless I put the information out there. And so I realized early on, like, okay, this is my part-time job is posting regularly about myself and trying to let people know a little bit about who I am before they meet me. All right. Well, Freya, I will not keep you much longer so you can go out there and train. Thank you so much for doing this. We really do appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity.